This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Sean and the worship team. It's good to be in worship this morning and to uh, worship God and just to be in the presence of God. Thank you for being here this morning. As we get started today, I want to start out a little bit differently by uh, showing you some pictures of some businesses, some corporations in the area and ask you what their purpose is. So uh, what, why does Andes exist? Tell me. To make you fat. Yeah, true. Why does it exist? Yeah, to please the customer, to, to make money. Um, I think it's when you've had a really bad day, it cures all ills. Uh, why does this place exist? Missouri State University. Educate. Is that it? For what purpose? Talk to me. To be gainfully employed, to engage in life. You know, the science is about serving humanity, right? That's what they say. What's this uh, business about? Healing people, caring for people, uh, not just the sick, but preventive issues. What about this business? Love this place. Andy's and Five Guys. Man, what a day, huh? The simple menu that Five Guys has, they keep it basic. But if you like burgers, not a bad place to go. What about this place here? Anybody go there? Our headquarters are right here. It's where it all got started, Bass Pro. Why does it exist? Fish. Recreation, hunt. It's a good thing unless you're a fish. It brings a lot of pleasure. And what about this place? Why does this place exist? What are we in the business about? Why are we here? Serving others. Worship, spreading the gospel, the good news. Today what I want to talk about is the ways in which Schweitzer is called to be on mission. And when you think about us as being a business, I really think of us as being in the people business. And I think about our founder, Jesus, who was always about people. He just, he loved people. Do you ever notice that? It didn't matter who you were or what you were or what you were doing he, he would call all kinds of people to follow him. And he was about serving them and loving them and forgiving them and healing them. And so when you think about us and our mission, our purpose, where do we get our mission, our purpose? We get it from Jesus. And so our purpose statement at Schweitzer, our mission statement is to transform lives, transforming lives by making disciples, making followers of Jesus Christ as we worship, grow, and serve. And as you look at that statement just for a minute, I love it because in that statement it has the mission, it has our purpose. We're about, the, about transformation. We're about changing people's lives and hearts, helping people to flourish, helping people to get better. By following Jesus, it's got the owner of the company in there. It reminds us who, who's the owner of the company. He, he bought the whole Enterprise, right? It all belongs to him. Jesus is the Lord of Schweitzer. 
and the process of, of worshiping and growing and serving. So who are you in this whole process? Who, who are you? Uh, and when it comes to business, are you the client or, or are you the customer? Anyone that's being served through Schweitzer is, in a sense, the customer. But how are we serving the community? How are we serving the world? Who would miss Schweitzer if we went out of business? Think about it in those terms. And if you're a member here, if you are engaged here, if you are giving yourself in ministry here, you're a stakeholder, right? You've got a stake in this enterprise. You've got a place here where you want to be a part of what's happening here in this transformation business. And Jesus is the owner of the company. So when we think about that, we want to go to the commissioning of Jesus in the words of of the Gospel of Matthew today, the 28th chapter. And these are the words that Jesus speaks at the very end of his earthly life here. After his death, after his resurrection, he spent 40 days in, in appearing, in shaping, in teaching the disciples after his resurrection. And before he ascends and goes to heaven, he gives us these final words, these words of commission. And think about these words are his words for us as well today. So Jesus says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. And notice that Jesus has them go out into the mountain, go back to Galilee. He doesn't, he doesn't commission them in a church or a synagogue or a temple. He sends them out in the world. So Jesus isn't about just calling people into the church. He's about calling us out into the world. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I love that because... In every place of worship, there's some of us that are worshiping, but some of us are holding back. Some of us are doubting. Some of us are wondering about this. And that's okay. The gospel is so honest about that. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he's the head of the company, right? Go. Go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing. Baptizing is initiating people into the community of faith. Putting the mark of Jesus on people, adults, youth, and children. Putting their mark, the mark of Jesus, on that person's life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching, teaching them to know, to obey everything. Everything I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you. I am with you always to the end of the age. These words are so important. And I want us to look at them again from the message, the paraphrased translation of Eugene Peterson, just to highlight again the importance of what Jesus is saying to us this morning. So meanwhile, the 11 disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed for the mountain that Jesus had set for their reunion. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. Some, though, held back. Not sure about worship. Not sure about risking themselves totally. Is that where you are today? You know, sometimes I'm at this place where, okay, Jesus, you're asking me to do one more thing here. (laughs) I'm not sure. Not sure about this. So that might be where you are today. Jesus, 
understands that. But, but undeterred, Jesus went right ahead and gave us his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone. You meet far and near in this way of life. Marking them by baptism in threefold name, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And instruct them in the practice of all I commanded you, I'll be with you as you do this, day after day, right up to the end of the age. So did you notice the words? Jesus says, train everyone. Train everyone in this way of life. I love those words. Train everyone in this way of life. Would you say those words with me? Train everyone in this way of life. I used to think that we were supposed to try to get people saved or get people to believe in Jesus. Or, uh, and then you could train people or, train or teach people. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus didn't wait for people to get their act together. He just trained everyone in this way of life in the way of Jesus, in the way that he lived, in the way that he taught. And, and when you get down to just the simple analysis and understanding of what we're called to be and do as followers of Jesus, train everyone in this way of life. Marking them by baptism, instructing them in the practice of all, of all that I command, and I'll be with you. It's Jesus doing it through us. Right up to the end of the age. So this morning in this message, what I want to do, I want to share with you some specific ways that Schweitzer is training people in the way of life. And I also want to give you the invitation and the challenge to ask yourself, what are you doing in following Jesus? Ask yourself, ask ourselves, are we following the way of Jesus? Are we following the way of Jesus and are we leading others to follow in the way of Jesus too? It doesn't matter what we do for a living. It doesn't matter what age we are. It doesn't matter what our background is, our gender, our economic status. Are, are we really following in the way of Jesus? And are we leading other people to follow in that way too? And Schweitzer is doing so many things that I cannot tell you all those things or even touch on nearly half of them today because we don't have the time. It would take all day. But what I want to do is to, is to highlight for you a couple of images that reflects the heart of who we are as we are following Jesus as a church and we're inviting other people to do the same. And the first image I want to show you is the Transformation Hub image. It's on the front of your Pray, Study, Grow if you want to look at that. But in this image... Our vision at Schweitzer is that we truly are a transformation hub. That when you walk into this place, we want this to be a place of gracious welcoming. Uh, you receive some food, kind of our front porch. That you come into this place, no matter who you are or how life has beaten you down, even if you don't believe in God, we, <clears throat> we hope that you would find this to be a place of transformation. That this is a place of goodness. That I like what I feel here. I like the vibes. I like the sense of what's going on. That when people step into the outreach center or that we're serving people in our groups or our classes or through mops or for, through the preschool or through our food pantry or other ministries that we may talk about today, that Schweitzer is known 
is known as a transformation hub. It's a place where people can go, no matter who they are, no matter how broken they may be, or whole they may be, they can still grow more and be changed, really changed and continuing to change in the transforming love of Jesus Christ. That's our hope. And you'll notice there's spokes that go out from the hub. There's only four of them. We could talk about a lot more. But the four that are new developments in the past year or just developing, one is Jobs for Life. And Jobs for Life is a ministry that we are so thankful for that we have 20 graduates thus far in the three sessions of Jobs for Life. And of these 20 graduates, these pictures that you're going to be watching and seeing now, 12 of these graduates are employed. They have a job in this community. And of those 12, or of the 20, there's seven of these people have taken a step of faith. They stepped into a faith community. And four, four of the 20 graduates have a criminal record. They have a criminal record. 650,000 people leave the place of incarceration in this country every year. Did you know that? Our prisons are full. Our our Greene County Jail is too full. We don't don't know where to put people. And so 650,000 people in the United States, which incarcerates more people than any nation in the world, thrust 650,000 people out into the marketplace every year. What are they going to do? And we do background checks and we need to. And there's places where they cannot work and they do not need to work. But here's the deal. Who's, who's changing their lives? Who's transforming them? Are we a church that's really for everyone? Are we about people's past? Or are we about their future? And so it excites me that four of the graduates were once behind bars... And now they're out working and serving through jobs in this community. One of those graduates said to me, after working at a place for a month, he said, today they gave me the keys. They gave me the keys to the company. What does that say? They trusted him. So Jobs for Life, the next session is July 20th, and we need more champions. We need more mentors, but more than anything, we need students. Because we believe that the church is about helping people to learn how to fish at all the venues and and abilities and skills of life. And not just to hand out fish. One of the new enterprises that we have is our Stanford Community Garden, our neighborhood garden. And if you've never seen the garden, I invite you to go to the north end of our parking lot, just right out here. I love to walk through that garden once once a week to see things grow, and there's trees and there's plants. And do you know that we have a, a community of Burmese folks that about 300 strong that live very close to, to here, along uh, the apartments, along Ingram Mill Road. Do you know that there are hundreds, thousands of people uh, that live in apartments? If they want to grow uh, some, some stuff in the ground, where are they going to go? And so it's an opportunity for us to reach out to our neighbors in that way and in other ways. Our food pantry is something we've been doing for years around here, but we've reclaimed the understanding that we are an emergency food pantry. We are not just some other food pantry. 
we're not here for folks to come back to chronically, time and time again, unless we're able to engage with you and, and sit down with you and have a relationship with you and ask you questions and let you ask questions of us. You can come for diapers once a month, and if you're a parent of any baby, you know how quick diapers run out. You can come for prayer every day. One of the cool things is that they've added a cooking class because many people don't know how to open up the can of food and cook what they might get out of the food pantry. There's so many life skills that you and I may take for granted that many people were never offered in life. And then uh, dreams to reality or enterprise businesses is another area of ministry that is just beginning to form. Pastor Jason is, is a good kind of crazy, but the man is crazy. He's crazy about doing life outside the box and how the church is engaged in businesses and enterprises and helping people. And the whole vision that, that Jason has helped to bring to the church is this idea that we need to baptize our businesses. If you're an owner of a company, if you're a leader, if you're a manager, you may be baptized into Jesus, but have you baptized your place of business and your employment? So the coaching opportunity that's being offered today in your bulletin and in other opportunities is, is a way in which we can help coach and grow people. And Jason has a dynamic group of other people, smart people, runners of company around him that's helping to formulate where our vision, we just don't know where God's going to take all this. But we know that God is taking us and moving us. The, the image that you have here is one million cups of coffee, which happens once a week downtown, uh, just, uh, just north of downtown, off of Jefferson Street, on a Wednesday morning from 9 to 10. And every week you have a couple of businesses or people that are sharing their idea of making life better through employment. And, and I just love the way in which there's a sense of goodness and collaboration going on. What if Schweitzer became more and more about this? So you get the idea. We believe that we are in the business of training everyone. Training everyone in the way of Jesus. And we believe that Jesus is very much interested in people on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. We believe that if, if the gospel and the good news is not about those days where the rubber meets the road in life, then what good is it for anyway? We believe that the reign of God, the kingdom of God, is for everyone in all places and all times. And we believe that the church is here to expand the kingdom of God, God's blessing over people's lives, no matter who you are. We want to be known as a place of transformation in this community. We believe we are, and we're saying to God, do more. Do more through us. Now, another image, uh, well, a place of business that's really doing this well, that I need to tell you about, a corporation that's doing this well, is the St. Louis Cardinals. And I am known as a Cardinal fan. But I will tell you that uh, the winningest organization in the National League history, the team that has the best winning record in all of baseball, even as we speak here this morning, Mike Matheny, the manager, is asked the question, 
What does success look like? And Matheny says, success is doing the right thing in the right way. Doing the right thing in the right way. And winning takes care of itself. So Matheny in his book, The Matheny Manifesto, lists eight characteristics, eight virtues, eight values that is known as the cardinal way. Leadership, confidence, teamwork, faith, class, character, toughness, and humility. Ask yourself the question as you look at this list. What's on your list? What's your way? What's your way of life? What are you saying, this is where I stake my life? You know, if you had to narrow it down to two things, what would you say are those two things that are non-negotiable for you? To me, faith and character just cannot ever compromise those two things. What's your things? And what we're wanting to instill in individuals, in businesses, no matter who you are, what you do in life, that there's the Jesus way. And Jesus is calling us to walk in it and to follow him regardless of who we are. A new thing that we're wanting to also do at Schweitzer is to reach and connect with the millennial generation. The millennial generation is an engaging generation of folks 18 to 32 years of age or 20-something primarily. They're a generation that is full of energy and empathy. They have a real sense of compassion, a real sense of justice in this world. We know that in this generation of millennials that many of them are prodigals. Many of them um, have gotten far away from God. Many of them do not believe in God or are following God or have rejected God. We know that there are many millennials who are nomads that are spiritually wandering about. They've rejected, for the most part, Christianity. They don't buy into that. But they're spiritually oriented and they're searching and seeking. And there are exiles. There are people who are following Jesus but have left their, the church of their parents. Because, frankly, the church of their parents became consumers and too comfortable, and they're more concerned about spirituality and justice than many churches are. And so they're living in this sense of exile, not within the institutional church. And yet, they're following Jesus. So it's an engaging, adventurous, sometimes frustrating generation to know and connect with. And some of you are millennials here today. and So, so happy you're here. But one of the things that we've done is we've gathered some millennial leaders and they're going to meet in my home tonight. We've met once before. And what we've found in, in Kinnaman's book, You Lost Me, is this generation has something to say to the church. And we can learn from them. And in this image of, of Schweitzer and the millennials is, we, we want to ask the question, how can we bless millennials? How can we love them and teach them in the way of Jesus, no matter, even if they don't believe in Jesus? Because belief oftentimes will come later. And Kinnaman makes this statement in his book, 
that today the influences of technology, pop culture, media, entertainment, science, and increasingly secular society are intensifying the differences between the generations. So we need younger leaders. Who's going to lead millennials? Primarily it's millennials. And we're looking for this group of 20-somethings to develop leaders here at Schweitzer. First and foremost, to be a blessing to that generation. And then how can we who are older serve and come alongside and be mentors and to learn from them as well in these relationships? Because one of the things that, meant that millennials hunger for is a relationship with an older person. Maybe an empty nester. Someone that has some life experience, some, some, some wisdom. Not to tell them what to do or how to do it, but to come alongside and do life together. See, we believe that Schweitzer's the kind of a church that would and is appealing to many millennials. Because at the heart of what we want to do is, is to love people, accept people where they are, but be very much about following Jesus in every sense of what we do. To be authentic, to be real, not to be perfect, but to be very much about, about that. So we're excited about this new development. And in the fall, you're going to hear a lot more about what we can do with millennials in this community and for our world and this generation of people. Even if you're not a millennial, how many of us have a child that's a 20-something or a grandchild? How are we reaching out to this generation? Well, Schweitzer is a not-for-profit organization. And our bottom line is people. Transforming people, changing people. And we believe, as we look at Jesus and we follow Jesus, Jesus called people to follow him no matter who they were. This morning you may be a, an atheist or an agnostic or a, a huge skeptic. You may be someone that has rejected the faith or, or know very little about the faith. You've been unchurched or dechurched. And all we want to invite you to do is to follow Jesus with us. We're not here to try to convert anybody or make anyone believe something that they don't want to believe. But we also believe this, that if we are faithful in the way of Jesus, if we're living the way of Jesus, if we're authentically being Jesus to other people, there's something that's contagious about that, about the goodness, about the mercy, about the truth, about this way of life that Jesus offers, then many people do come to believe and trust and place their faith in Jesus. So this morning I know I'm talking to different people. I'm talking to some folks that are stakeholders. And you've been a follower of Jesus and you have a stake at Schweitzer. And thank you for that. I'm also speaking with people that are first-time guests or people that are checking us out. Thank you for being here. If you are a follower of Jesus, 
if you are a believer in Jesus, I do want to encourage you to, to always be able to give a reason for the faith that is within you. You know, Mike Matheny is, is a great manager. And he's a great husband. He's a great dad. His son, Tate, is a pretty good ball player himself. Hit a grand slam last night for the Bears. And his son, Tate Matheny, he, he makes a sign of the cross every time he, he goes to bat. It's kind of his mark as he's doing his thing in the world. What's your mark? What mark are you leaving? What's your sign? What's your evidence of being a follower of Jesus where the rubber meets the road in your everyday life? Matheny says this about his faith, that I have a responsibility not to be ashamed, even if it has become clear that it is no longer politically correct to be vocal about one's faith. My Christian faith guides my life. My Christian faith guides my life. And while I have never been one to force it down someone's throat, never be one to force it down someone's throat, I also believe it's cowardly and hypocritical to shy away from what I believe. So if, you, if you're a follower of Jesus, a believer in Jesus, live this way. Live this life. But help people to step into that life when they're ready. But first, just train Everyone, train everyone in the way that they should go. We're going to do some more worship here. Our band's going to come up as they're coming. I, I want to invite you to look at the bulletin this morning. And it's just an example of what we're trying to do and striving to do here at Schweitzer. We always offer people the opportunity to serve in different ways. The garage sale, vacation Bible school to be engaged in a young women's group or a men's Bible study, to be involved in the coaching enterprise business. There's always opportunities. And we invite you to check off one of those blocks and place that in the offering as it's passed in just a few moments. But, but more than anything this morning, what I hope you, you hear is that we're called to live this life and we're privileged to, to train everyone in the way of Jesus.